If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we have yet another new release for you all oh today. Oh my god, tis the freaking season. People tis the season. Were, is it the season? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It feels like it, though. It's a season. It's spooky season all year round. It, I really honestly have been very pleased with the amount of horror, like the steady release of horror films. It kind of feels like horror is the only genre of films now that does well in the box office. It's like the only genre that exists where we all need to feel alive. Where they're making like innovative, interesting movies and they're not like Marvel movies. And I just I'm so pleased that we like accidentally find ourselves here talking about Mm. like the last the the greatest genre the last genre Mm. of film to survive (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay we have a little bit of haunted housekeeping to do do indeed first and foremost we have merch available for purchase at tooscarydidn'twatch.com I got my long sleeve shirt (gasps) god I'm excited I'm really loving my shirt, so you guys should check it out. God, oh I can't God, wait. I can't wait. I'm going to get myself a tote bag as well. Mm-hmm. Love a tote. Mm-hmm. I like a black tote, you know, because my canvas ones, they get dirty looking, mm-hmm. you know? And um, mm-hmm. you can carry your stuff around in a black tote and looking sleek. Looking <laughs> sleek all the time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So get get your black totes, get your black shirts, sweatshirts. Again, that is too scary to watch the website's looking great. Henley did some revamp on that website. Oh, it's looking, it's gorgeous. looking great. Sammy made sure that that merch got linked up and good to go. The <laughs> artwork for the merch was done by Ella Tolkien, and it totally rules. And I just get to reap all the rewards. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then one other piece of haunted housekeeping is that... This upcoming weekend, we will be recording a live episode at kind of a like strange afternoon time, just because that's when we normally record. But it will be a bonus episode available live for our patrons. And the tables are going to be turned. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a Christmas movie, which mm-hmm. I hate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> this is, let's count this as my birthday uh, episode. And so the only thing I wanted for my birthday was to put Sammy through as much pain and turmoil <laughs> as mm-hmm. uh, humanly possible. So um, what does that mean? It means figuring out a Christmas movie that she's going to hate hearing about. She hates Christmas movies. She hates Christmas music. She hates the whole, she's like a little Grinch. <laughs> 
She's a little Grinch over there. <laughs> a little Grinchy. That's true. So, so maybe, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I don't know whether I'm trying to like subject Sammy to as much pain as possible or whether I'm trying to turn that little coal heart of hers into... Ooh, make it grow four sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into a heart of gold. I'm just kidding. We all know Sammy has a heart of gold. Obviously, she's a Gryffindor. Am I? Well, I'm really excited. <laughs> We haven't picked the movie yet, so TBD. Um. Well, TBD, we'll let you know. We will announce that this will be, yeah, once again, on our Patreon for Tony Collette's Inner Circle on Sunday, December 18th. Time Movie TBD. Keep your eyes on that Instagram. We'll let you know. Um, and I just want to give a, a, a big, big thank you to everyone who watched our last live show that we did last week. We did the menu. Uh, look, we all wish we'd liked the menu more. We did announce that that was the movie we were doing before we went and saw it. Um, but I really had a great time. It was so fun uh, having you both in my home and recording live together. And I, I hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you so much for participating in that. Um, it was a real, real treat. So thank you. And we will um, hope to do more of those in 2023. And uh, we'll also, once again, yeah, have that little live Christmassy something. On Sunday, so I just it out. also wanted to um, a little omission from the menu that oh yes please 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 <laughs> I was please. really upset to have missed is we talked so much about Ray Fiennes' name and I forgot to mention that his full name is Rafe Nathaniel Twizzleton Wickyham Fiennes. <laughs> I love that detail. That is Twizzleton. Twizzleton. Unbelievable. That's insane. Why on earth doesn't he go by Rafe Twizzleton? <laughs> oh my god. Or Wikiham? What is it? Wiki? Wikiham. Wikiham. Twizzleton Wikiham. It's delicious. It's a very special name. Yeah, so uh, apologies for uh, forgetting to include that because it's it's uh, important for everybody to know. It's important. And now we all know. Th- thank God. So, you know, there we go. Okay, did anything scary happen to us this week, you guys? Something actually scary happened to me, you guys, <gasps> which is that mm. while I was in Los Angeles, I got a panicked phone call from Tim and oh. Silas was having, I was asleep. It was like 1am and he was having trouble breathing because, you know, God, the fucking cold and flu season this year, you guys, I mean, it's been oh. said and I'm just going to say it again. It's really bad. It's really bad. Get those flu shots, y'all. Yeah, seriously. So um, I had to like talk Tim through what to do. I mean, he was panicked. I was panicked. I could hear Silas on the other line. Tim had gotten him up and brought him into the sh- like bathroom and had the hot shower on. But you could, I could still hear Silas was like having trouble breathing, like wheezing, uh, like uh, 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 uh. it was oh horrifying. God. It was horrifying. I was like truly just have never been so scared in my life. Um, and Tim ended up calling 911 and an ambulance came and Mm. it was horrible. But then the thing is Silas, as soon as he got into the ambulance was like completely fine. He was like so shocked by the novelty yeah. of being in a new place. That Whoa, somehow, big car. <laughs> somehow that like cleared up his lungs. I mean, I think the real thing is, is that so he has croup and um, for any like seasoned parents out there, they know that the answer to croup is to like bring them somewhere cold. And so as soon as Silas Whoa, went outside, so weird. 
it like cleared up his because I part of it is that your airways get really inflamed. And so if you go out in the cold, I guess it constricts the blood vessels or something. I don't know. And oh, that's um, crazy. So that really helped. And they also gave him a steroid and that helped. And he's totally fine. You guys, it was just a scary moment. He's totally uh, fine. Yeah. He's totally fine. It was awful being across the country the first time that happened uh, um, to God, my little baby. Uh, that was horrible, horrible. And I almost flew home, but then he was truly like completely fine. So I didn't. He didn't even have a fever or anything. Um, it's just, you know, at night we have to be a little careful because he's having trouble breathing. We're doing all the things. We're doing the humidifier. We're doing, you know, the steamy shower and the saline solution. And don't worry, I'm not giving my baby Afrin. <laughs> <laughs> we got so many messages about Afrin. People are really no, concerned about really Afrin. Really I know. Concerned. I'm not using it for more than three days in a row, you guys. I feel like I didn't say that. Um, um, before it's fine. everybody's fine and doing it correctly. I heard a lot of horror stories about um, uh, what is it called when you like a do too much Afrin or too much cocaine. Um, uh, oh, sounds bad. A deviated septum. septum. Yeah, people were like, my dad, my dad used Afrin too much. He got a deviated septum, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh no. Um. Anyway, anyway. Long story short, Silas is fine. It was scary. Croup. Is a little scary, but it uh, happens. It's normal. And um, if you're living in a warm tropical area, just put your child like in the freezer and that might help. <laughs> That'll fix it. <laughs> just put that baby in a freezer. We're going to get a lot of emails about that. I know. I know. My dad put his baby in a freezer. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, that that was a real scary thing that for sounds, me. Usually that's I very scary. Scary. very, very scary. Very, very skinny. Skinly is what skinly. I was about to say. <laughs> scary. Very scary. Skinly and scary. I'm very sorry. And I'm very glad that Silas is okay. Me too. Tell me about... Tell me about your weeks. I mean, I got to see you, so I got to uh, spend time that with you this week. Great. Um, yeah, I guess you guys already know this. Um, I'm going to subject, subject you to hearing about it one more time. My body has failed me the entire month of December. It is December 11th, oh. and on December 3rd, yeah, I got a UTI, guys. Mm. It happens. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um. It hasn't had to be in a while. I went through a period of my life where it was like three, four times a year. Same, any, same. Any person with a female anatomy understands how fucking common and horrible this is. Um, and so I, I got a UTI. No big deal. You take antibiotics. You know, it goes away in a few days. Fine, 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 fine. Took my antibiotics. I didn't really feel like it was getting better, but I had my painkiller. And so I was like, you know, whatever. We're fine. We're doing fine. It'll go away. It'll go away. It'll go away. Three days later, the painkiller runs out and uh uh-oh, it ain't gone. In fact, it's worse. And (sighs) I discovered this, you know, you do so much of like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, I was doing that. I was telling you that. You well, because like, usually it is. You were like worried, and I was like, Emily, it's of course because well, worrying working. doesn't help. You know, worrying <laughs> doesn't help. But when you're like so keyed into your body that every second you're like, is it is it going to mm-hmm. get worse? Is it bad? Do I feel normal? Do I feel a little bit bad? Do I feel like it, it's just it's absolutely maddening? And I I fixate and obsess, and so I was doing that on this was now Monday, the same night that you got this horrible Silas phone call. I go home and I'm getting ready for bed and I'm like, mm, doesn't really feel right, but maybe I'll go to bed and in the morning it'll be fine. 
couldn't fall asleep, was getting up every two minutes and was like, no, 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 this is not okay. Uh, was then saw some, some, I won't go into details, but some pretty alarming physical warning signs that were like, oh, no, no, in fact, this this is not good. Um, But it's midnight and I looked it up. There ain't no 24 hour urgent cares anywhere. Can you believe that in L.A.? Anywhere around me? It was like I called one and they were like, oh, yeah, we're not actually 24 hours. Uh, We we can't see people until 6 a.m. Your only choice is to go to the ER. And I was like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. No. But thank God for telehealth. Want to give a big old shout out to telehealth. Uh, I was able to set up a phone call at midnight. Uh, They called me at 1230, put in some antibiotics for me. This time, you know, spoiler alert, they did work. So first round antibiotics didn't work. Second round did. Great. But um, I really want to tell this story because I'm going to give a big, big fat shout out to my partner who got his ass willingly up out of bed. Went to the 24-hour pharmacy at 1 o'clock in the morning, waited for 45 minutes for my prescription uh, so that I could sit in a hot shower <laughs> and just wait it out. And uh, and he brought me my antibiotics, and, and it, it all was well. So big shout-out to Joel for being just the fucking best. Thank you, Joel. Um, Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. You're the best. Um, and then, because I had been on antibiotics for a week, and also my body was fighting an infection, of course, I got a cold because mm. it, it was just too much going on. My body couldn't swing it. And so now I have a cold, which fucking sucks. <laughs> and it's just like, sometimes having a body just is like, come on, come on, get it. Like, and, and, you know, normally when I get a cold, it's like, I know why, you know, I stayed up too late. I was drinking alcohol. I was eating sugar. I was being naughty. I haven't been, I've been so good. You guys have been so good. And it just, it just, I mean, you know, this feeling and this happened to you a thousand times over the course of the past year where it's just like one thing leads to another. And you're just like, please, please just function the way you're supposed to. I would just love, I would love for that to be the case. And so I'm just, I slept for 12 hours last night. You guys, I went to sleep at 1030. I woke up at 1030 and mm, like, a good still have a cold. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. I slept for 12 hours. It should be gone. It's just very frustrating and I'm hoping to be well soon. Um, and then yesterday, just, you know, I, I told you guys this too. I bit my tongue real bad. And so I feel like I sound weird now because my tongue is swollen. Look, it's all fine. People go through much, much, much worse. I am such a baby when I'm sick, but I, I just, I'm like, I just want to feel normal and hopefully I will soon because another just really quick shout out guys is by the time this episode comes out this comes out a day after Joel's birthday so please wish him a big happy birthday Uh, he's the best person on the planet aside from the two of you I get to spend my life with the three best people on the planet and uh, wish him a happy birthday because he's the best and maybe by then I'll be normal we'll see (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday Joel wow two two scary weeks you guys these were just not fun not fun weeks I'm gonna go a real different direction with this please save us and this was actually (laughs) not this last week this was a couple weeks ago but the listeners need to know and that is that emily and i saw lee pace oh my (laughs) god back when life was good (laughs) we went to a event where he was being he got an honorary degree is that correct he did indeed from vulture the publication vulture (laughs) i don't understand can they give out degrees uh no it was just a fun it was them just giving him some accolades some well-deserved accolades and (sighs) we made 
ample eye contact. I just got to say, <gasps> <laughs> we were so close. We were so second row. Close. He, he made uh, like so much. I, I, he was really l- actively looking at the audience. You know, he's an engaging man. He's yeah. He knows what he's, he's not going to be looking. At, he, he's he knows actively, why we're there. He's actively looking at the audience. That's fascinating to me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's not going to be staring at the floor. That's interesting because I feel like, you know, that says a lot about a person's confidence if they're willing to just make eye contact with everyone in the audience. Oh, yeah, baby. Why on earth would that man not be confident? (laughs) Can you imagine? Six five actor Lee Pace. My God, if he's not confident, that's just we're 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 all doomed. doomed. Yeah. The most handsome man in the world. Handsome, tall, successful, rich. Excuse me. Can you guys remember, did you guys process anything he was saying or were you too busy just like staring? (laughs) It was kind of a retrospective on his career. So they were just discussing his, uh, how he got into acting. He went to Juilliard. He's a real. He went to Juilliard? Actor. actor. He loves acting. The man loves to act. Storytelling. He believes (laughs) in it. Storytelling is the most important thing in the world. And uh, yeah, he said a lot of things that I've said this to you guys before, but like if they were, if it was coming out of anybody else's lips, I would have rolled my eyes at it. But Lee Pace really made me believe that storytelling is the most honorable and important thing you can do with your life. <laughs> yeah. Because he believed it, you know? We believe it because he believes yeah, it. Yeah. I almost shed a tear. He was talking just about how, um, you know, it's how we learn about ourselves and learn about each other and learn about the world and it really what it he really put it so beautifully and it is true and it is important and actors are the most important people in the world (laughs) (laughs) oh man they're doing the true service the real service yeah um he also looked fabulous his outfit Ooh, ooh. i think you can see photos of it on vulture's instagram of what he was wearing yeah, it was good. It was a really good outfit. Great look. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. It just was, there was a, <laughs> there was a time also, cause I was a little hungover too, I think. <laughs> and so I was a little tired. And so there was one moment where I was really spacing out <laughs> and my like mouth was hanging open like a, like a zombie. And, <laughs> and I came to like making eye contact with Lee Pace. <laughs> was like oh god oh god that's right look alive there's someone important maybe looking at you look alive for Lee (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um it was a real delight it was incredible yeah I'm happy to report he was he was great he was great oh thank you reporting from the front lines you Mm -hmm. do that's right Mm -hmm. and speaking of Actors that we love. Oh, are beautiful and confident and fabulously dressed. Yes. Today's movie is Bones and All. It is in theaters now. Uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Written by David Kajanik. Based on the novel by Camille DeAngelis. Starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, Mark Rylance, Andre Holland, David Gordon Green, and Chloe Sevigny. Do you guys say Sevigny or Sevigny? (laughs) Oh, I say I don't know that I say it. But I feel like I'm wrong. Sevigny? Chloe Sevigny. Sevigny sounds fun. I don't actually know. How do you say her name? I've always said Sevigny, but uh, I listened to the Pop Culture Happy Hour about this, and they said Sevigny. 
70? 70, right? I feel like that's wrong. They probably did their research, but maybe not. I mean, we don't. Um, I will say, too, we got a tweet from... Sorry, I just put a cough drop in, guys. This is maybe going to be annoying. People don't like to hear objects in mouths, and for that, I am sorry. But we got a tweet from uh, someone in the UK saying that in the UK, Anya is the default. They don't... Oh. Anya would be weird. So they say, like, mm. Anya... There was another one, but like that, that sort of sound is, uh, that makes sense. We pronounce things differently here and there. Yeah. And she's British. So I was like, (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Um, it makes a lot of sense. This movie's not super scary. I'll tell you guys that right now. Okay. But it is gory. I was fully planning on seeing it because I love Timmy. God, I love him. Ooh, I love him so much. Oh, I just sorry. I just, I just are you looking we, at the we all have him as our yes. Yeah. We all have him as our backgrounds right now, and I was just like the gift, the gift of this man in our lifetime. But um, I had a dream that I watched it, and it was really, really, really gory. Like it was too gory in my dream, and then I've been scared ever since. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, now you'll get to find out. We'll get to hear about it, and mm-hmm, you get to make mm-hmm. an educated decision. Yeah, I'm so curious. I feel like. I feel like you could maybe handle it. It's hard to say because because you okay. love Timmy so much and you love Call Me By Your Name so much. And it's like a I love really story do, which I know, featuring Timmy. Which I know is controversial. I'm aware of the age difference being a little creepy. Obviously, now I'm aware of Army Hammer being a fucking monster. <laughs> but damn it, if that movie isn't beautiful and and Timmy and that speech the dad gives at the end about like heartbreak and ah, uh, I love that movie. I rewatched it like two days ago. I didn't see the end. I didn't have time. But what? I know. Well, I didn't have time. I literally <laughs> didn't. I fell asleep. I don't know. I watched it, but I didn't see the end. I know. Well, also, it gets so sad. It gets so sad. It's so beautiful. It gets so sad. But oh, I hadn't seen mm. it since I saw it in theaters. And like, oh it's so stunning and such a experience and like, just a feeling it's such a strong feeling feeling. and it's such an analog feeling that's the deepest thing is because it's like in the 80s so there's no screens and he's literally just with his little tape recorder listening to music transcribing music and like like, suffering and and like like reading so tortured and in love guess what you guys this is in the 80s too and he's got a little tape recorder in this one also (gasps) get out and i forgot to mention michael stuhlbarg is also in it He's. Uh, I do love him. I don't know who that and is. Who is that? He's a dad and call me by your name. Oh, I love him. I mean, talk about parent goals. Those parents are. <laughs> They're great parents. Also, I mean, we talk about how gorgeous that movie is and how gorgeous Timmy is. That the mother in that movie was a was just a massive style icon for me. The way she dresses and call me by your name. Stunning. Um, yeah, Jeanette Army Hammer is a monster. That really does. Too bad. Um, and <sighs> some interesting trivia that ties into this movie about Army Hammer. Yes, Sammy? Right? Wasn't he going to be... Was he ever going to be in it or no? Is it just that this movie's about cannibalism and then he was canceled for... Yeah, it was just cannibal? very, very... Un, like not great timing that they never addressed it it's so <laughs> crazy <laughs> while all of the for those who don't know there were rumors and then some substantiated things of like text Ar- messages text messages of women that had been with army hammer and he i can't even totally remember but like there was like he had made them feel very 
unsafe and uncomfortable with like threats of wanting to eat them. Yeah, I mean, it was very confusing. I I feel like it ultimately came down to non-consensual BDSM situations where like cannibalistic fantasies not shaming were, a kink but just no but it was like these women that. felt uh, abused and they had not consented to his treatment of them and uh, i think ultimately he's just a big uh, forever rich like f- literal like what oil tycoon or some shit like so his family like is it just there's like a lot of and it turns out he's a He's a bad man. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. he and Timmy and Luca Guadagnino did come by your name. And then when that was coming out about Army, Timmy and Luca Guadagnino are doing a movie about cannibalism. And it just was so strange. Yeah, it was very bizarre timing. I'm just going to tell you what Wikipedia says, which is that a one woman came out and said that um, if I had a little cut on my hand, he'd like to suck it or lick it. And then another woman came out saying he was like abusive to her, to her and that he told her he wanted to barbecue and eat her rib and that he branded her by carving his initial near her pelvis. Um, Army Hammer has continued to just fully deny like all of these yes. a- allegations. Um, and I don't know what's happened in terms of like court cases or anything, but he was dropped from like every single thing he was tied to yeah. so it was it was just so shocking and unbelievable and weird and yeah it was it was a lot and the it was a lot timing was just really really unfortunate uh for luca <laughs> but i don't think that he was supposed to be in this okay maybe not maybe it was just the tie-in to comment by your yeah. name but like i think they've done just fine with this movie all things considered yeah um, I will tell you that it has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 74 on Metacritic, a 7.3 on IMDb. The budget was somewhere between 16 and 20 million. It's only made 11 so far. So we are Uh-oh. we are losing money. Uh oh. And um, I didn't uh, that yeah that was all the trivia I had was yeah just that stuff. Also wanted to talk about Timmy's outfit on the red carpet. Uh, <sighs> Um, the Venice Film Festival for this movie. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, so maybe we, I'm sure we, have. <laughs> maybe we don't need to get too much into it. Fair is repeating. But he wore the most beautiful open-backed uh, little jumpsuit thing, and oh. I'm obsessed with it. And it's my... It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I've, uh, I, I think we talked about... I think we did talk about this when this happened, but like... The like the blend that is happening now with these like young, super famous male celebrities, like cis male celebrities who are like uh, very, very attractive and sexual to women who are dressing really like effeminately and fabulously and like sequins and jewelry and jumpsuits and it's like it's very Elvis like mm-hmm. um and I'm it's Timmy, it's Harry obviously. But it's even like Sean Mendez who I mm. don't doesn't like factor on my radar but I know is is doing it. Um I am so inspired by it and I am so fucking amped on it. I just think it's like it's so I, I don't know. I feel like it, it signals that some masculinity is potentially heading in a less toxic direction that like young men are channeling their sexuality in this way and like being 
hot and masculine and also, yeah, just like fabulous and sparkly and fucking having fun is like really I get so amped on it. It is. It's exciting. And like, why did it go away for because like we had Prince and David Bowie and this was a thing. And yeah, well, it's always been somewhat like there. there's always been some patriarchal pushback to that like men hated elvis it was like there's like but it's yeah i don't know i I just think it really did go away for a while like 90s and 2000s were all like fucking oversized tuxes and just like (laughs) heteronormative like to a toxic degree and um when we were ta- like when metro was a term and it's like oh my god he puts gel in his hair what a fucking metrosexual it's like what the hell is that mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. i love it i love him i do too so i want to talk about but we have to talk about the movie he's the best but we have to talk about the movie which luckily he's in and so i'm sure we'll, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to talk about him a little bit more as we go uh but let's get into it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Are you guys ready? I'm so I'm excited. Ready. I'm ready. 
Okay, so we start at a high school, and we can tell by people's hair that this is the 80s. Mm-hmm. And our protagonist, uh, Marin, played by Taylor Russell, is playing piano on the stage. It's like in the auditorium of a school. And one of her, this seems like after school, it's pretty empty in there. But one of mm. the other students comes in and is admiring her piano playing. This is another girl. And she invites Marin over to her house. Uh, she says she's having friends over. Marin says, my dad would never let me. She says, well, why don't you sneak out? Um, it's just follow the power lines and you'll make it to my house. And you said you wanted to, you know, meet new people here. And like this would be you'd get to meet some of my friends. So we get the impression that Marin is new to this school. So she goes home after school and we meet her dad, who's played by Andre Holland, who is just uh, so incredible and everything. I love him. And their houses, they live in a, a trailer and it's very, uh, there's almost no furniture in it. Not, not much on the walls. It doesn't look super lived in and they have a nice relationship, but she, uh, she's doing her homework and then she goes to into her bed and her dad like calls out goodnight to her and she looks hopeful for a second. And then we see that he gets up and locks her bedroom from the outside. So locks her in it and her shoulders kind of drop. Like she thought she might be able to more easily sneak out, but she snatched a little screwdriver for this uh, possibility. And she like, so he, he locks her in her room from the outside. And do we find this to be like a menacing thing? You said that she just had a good relationship with him. So I'm confused. It's yeah. I think it's supposed to like feel surprising. Okay. Okay. Will we come to understand it in time? Yes. Pretty soon. soon (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps this is a preventative protective measure. Yes, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she unscrews the window like he's bolted her, her windows as well, but she's able to unscrew that and pop the window uh, screen off and crawl out the window and she makes it to her friend's house. This is three other high school girls having a little sleepover. They're painting each other's nails and laughing and having a good time. Marin feels like she's a little shy and, um, but she's seems excited to be there and happy to be meeting new people, but she's kind of, you know, quiet. And there's a moment where she's under laying under a table with one of the girls and, the girl has her hand out as another one of the girls is painting her nails and they're talking and she's asking her about her dad and why isn't her mom in town? And then she's like, oh, sorry, that's none of my business. And as this conversation is happening, Marin is like leaning closer and closer to the girl in almost a flirtatious way. Like, are they about to kiss? And as the girl's nails get finished 
being painted. She brings her hand back and shows them to Marin and like puts Uh-oh. her hand in Marin's face to look at them. And Marin like grabs them and she's really looking at the nails closely. And then she puts one of her fingers <gasps> in her mouth. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And starts gnawing on it. And I think this is probably the actually the gory, like the gnarliest scene of the movie for me, at least it goes. We see her teeth go down to the bone and her basically like pull <gasps> all of the skin off of the nail. So it's like just the bone That's left. Fucking awful. What the fuck? Oh, my God. It's horrifying. And oh. she's she's screaming. Everybody's screaming. They have to like pull her off of the girl. And Marin kind of comes to it's like almost what? like something has had taken over her before. And she snaps back to reality a bit and is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. She's covered in blood. She busts out the door and is running home, banging on the door to the trailer, wakes her dad up. Her dad opens the door and says, no, you didn't. And he says, three minutes. You have three minutes, as much as you can pack in three minutes. Clearly, this has happened before he knew what to. Oh, no. Damn. Expect. And so they pack their shit up and they leave. And we get title cards for each state that they're in. It's clear they move state to state a lot, try to get fresh starts. And so we Mm. wake up now and I can't remember. I think that was in Virginia. And this is now I can't remember where this one is. Would your like skin grow back around your finger? Something would happen. (laughs) Something would happen. (laughs) They could maybe graft because like skin regenerates, but it doesn't like grow back. I think it would depend how much was taken. If it's like truly to the bone. No. Yeah. It's if it's to the bone. I don't think that's happening. That means that she got her nail and shit, too. You know, Uh, she ate fresh nail polish. Gross. Mm -hmm. That's the gross part. That's the gross part. <laughs> Everything else sounded delicious. Yikes. Okay. Do we get the sense that, or is it it's too soon to know whether her dad is also a cannibal? It's too soon to know, but we okay. will find out soon. Okay. As a matter of fact, in this very next scene. Okay, donkeys. So some time has passed. We get the sense that this is a few months later now that they've been in this new town and Marin wakes up one morning and her dad is gone. And she's calling out to him, doesn't know where he is, and then finds on the um, dining table a tape recorder with a tape and a envelope with a bunch of cash in it and her birth certificate. Oh, no. Oh, shit. We, she pops the tape in and is listening to it. And it's basically her dad saying he can't do this anymore. She's 18 now and she has to um, figure out her own way. He's like, I, he says, I can't I can't be around this and I can't support it. But I also can't turn you in or I don't know what anyone in my position is supposed to do. Like, I can't help you facilitate it, but I'm also not going to I don't want to have any part in getting you in trouble you need to figure out you need to figure this out for yourself like your mother did ah so the mother is the cannibal so does she only like get hungry at night or something very unclear what the rules of this cannibalism is it's never well defined 
In okay. fact, some things are contradictory, I'd say. Mm. Mm. Is it like trying to map over something like addiction or Yeah, I think I think it has a lot of similarities to vampire movies that we've talked about. It can be about addiction or about AIDS or I think there's like a ton of metaphors to be uh-huh. like that like found maybe perhaps she has like flare-ups, you know, that mm-hmm. it's like not it's not an all the time thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, that's just me trying to like wrap my head around it mm-hmm. so she is devastated by this she's sobbing and it re- i like really felt it like how alone she feels she's 18 she's in a state that she doesn't really know anybody her dad is gone and she is just i heard she's incredible in this movie she's so good yeah she's great but she doesn't know what to do. She's looking at the birth certificate. She sees that her mother's birthplace is in Minnesota. And so with no other plans, she decides I'm going to go in search of my mom. Mm. Okay. So we, sorry. And about the mom, we just know that she, she's not there. We don't know any other details about her. seems like she doesn't really either. Yeah. She doesn't know about her either. She was not a part of her life growing up, but we think she's maybe alive. She's not for sure dead. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we see Marin going to buy a bus ticket f- to get closer to Minnesota. And as she's gets the bus ticket, she's listening to the tape recording again. And we get little pieces of the tape recording kind of throughout. The dad says something like, I'm going to tell you because I don't know how much you remember and I don't know if you'll remember this. There's some implication that when you eat someone, you don't remember afterwards. Like it's almost Mm. like you go into like a frenzy type of Mm -hmm. thing. And so it's implied that she like doesn't remember the previous times that it's happened. Mm. Even though later there's a conversation where she like expects other people to. So that I was a little confused by, but he talks about her mm. first time. Her dad says, You're fr- I remember the first time you were three years old. Ugh, tough. You, I, you were with the babysitter and I came home and there was so much blood. The babysitter's <gasps> face was eaten off, basically. <gasps> oh. but her, her neck was the worst part. She, you must, she must have been cradling you when you started. And I thought you were dead, too. Because you were so covered in blood, but then I found like your mouth was covered in blood and something was sticking out of your mouth. You were <gasps> you were asleep. I fished into your mouth and saw uh, an earlobe, basically like Ew! the hole of where an earring would go. And I was I was so thankful that she wasn't wearing an earring because it could have killed you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he says he got rid of her body threw it in the river or something and nobody ever found her and they left and that they, they've been just on the road ever since or like moving place to place ever since said she stopped for a while you stopped for a while after that i thought maybe it was just a one-time thing <laughs> can you fucking oh imagine my god what the hell do you do in this scenario wouldn't you be terrified your own child is gonna eat you all the time it's probably why he locks her in a room at night 
Yeah, I mean, Henley, you tell us. <laughs> you are the, the one with the mother. I think you'd have both, right? You'd have like the protective instinct and also the fear. Yeah, it would 100% be both, of course. Of course. And you would be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll be willing to be eaten <laughs> so I can be with you still. Yeah, right. So she gets her bus ticket and she's waiting at the bus stop. This is at nighttime. And a man is kind of creeping through the shadows towards her. She spots him. It's tense. And we don't know at first. I'm like, is this Timmy? Do we love him? Or mm -hmm. is this a stranger that we hate? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only options. And the man comes out of the shadows. It is Mark Rylance, the BFG mm. himself. Okay, so we're <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Could love him. Uh, this is, yeah, we were, I was confused because my Mark Rylance. <laughs> we don't love the behavior, but we think we love the man. And what does it mean? His outfit. My goodness. So first of all, he's got a long braid. Just one single braid going down his back. He's wearing a vest, a like fisherman's vest with all of the little pockets in it with a bunch uh -huh. of shit yes. stuffed in the pocket. I don't know what great, is in there, great, but he's great. carrying so much stuff in the pockets of this vest. Oh, that's what the vest is for. That's true. <laughs> he's making good use of this vest. <laughs> and he's got a fedora with a long feather coming out of it. I think he's wearing like shorts and high socks. I sort of feel like I always picture Mark Rylance in a fedora. Same, same, yeah. same. Why is that? Why is that? I don't. I can't even picture him without a fedora on. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a head? I've never seen his hair. I don't think. Yeah, I think he does wear fedoras a lot, but the rest huh. of this look is is less normal for Mark Rylance. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely. Uh, we're on high alert. Marin is on high alert. She doesn't know who this man is. He is just approaching her and she says, do I know you? And he says, I smelled you from <gasps> like half a mile away. And he says, how long has it been since you've eaten? Like you stink. And Whoa. so we learned that there are other um, cannibals in this world. They're refer to themselves as eaters. And if they don't eat, they get stinky. I guess he says we're always we all. He says something like we always smell. Be you. <laughs> he says something like we always smell, but if you don't eat, you like really smell. Like you get like ill. Yeah, but I think only so. Other, only other eaters can smell you. Like yes. normal people can't. They don't know. Yeah. So he takes her to his house. And she's definitely weirded out, but also intrigued. She's never met another hmm. eater. And he takes her in this house and opens the fridge and pulls out these Cornish hens and starts preparing them. So they can also eat regular food cannibals. They like she eats normal food. It's all fine. It's not like vampires. If you eat a normal food in what we, what we do in the shadows, <laughs> just puke and puke. So he's preparing these Cornish hens and he's explaining a bit about the rules of being an eater. And he's like, I've, you know, I've got um, rules. I never kill anybody. I never eat another eater. That's like rule number one. I think that's what he's saying to like comfort her. She's still very much on guard. And he says, 
people surely have been like drawn to you before you've probably met other eaters without knowing it. And you see her Mm. kind of feel like she's remembering certain interactions she's had that he's, and he like sees her thinking about this. He's like, Oh, you just thought they were creepy, huh? Like, no, like those were other eaters. No, they're not creepy. (laughs) We're not creepy. (laughs) And as he's preparing these Cornish hens, this is, he's like cutting into them. You know, those like meat scissors that are so gross. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he crushes the bones in them for some reason, which I don't think you're supposed to do. <laughs> but oh, it's just bones and all. Maybe he'll, they love to eat the bones too. Yeah, it's it's definitely where you know those like gross close up meat shots that are just making you Hate think that. of other things, and it's mm-hmm. nasty. And he says it's it's good to stay away from other eaters because you know, we can still hurt each other. And Mm. she says, well, if that's one of your rules, why did you come get me? And he's like, smart girl. Here, let me try to do his his accent. He's got like a thick Southern accent. What does he say? I could smell you from all the way over here. Oh, half a mile down the road. Smart girl. Oh, I came to you because you seemed hungry. How long has it been since you ate? (laughs) That was honestly, I was transported. Also, they're in Minnesota? No, they're not in Minnesota yet. Not yet. I can't remember where this is. Feels like not what they sound like in Minnesota. Yeah, his Maybe he's a traveler as well. Yeah. So he says, you seemed hungry. We find out she says she hasn't eaten a person in three years. It's been three years since her last time. So another thing that's kind of confusing is how often do they need to eat? He does say... But wait, didn't she just eat a finger? Just yeah, a but finger, that was just a tiny count. little snack. That was a snack. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe she means like killed. Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay. Full person, yeah. And he does say something along the lines of the older you get, the more often you'll need to eat. Like you're young now, mm-hmm. and so um, you can survive with three three years. Like I can't. And he basically says, you seemed hungry. And she says, for hens? And he says... No. And there's just this eerie tone to this moment. And she kind of looks around and notices family photos that are not of him. And she's like, this isn't your house, is it? He's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And she says, is there a dead body in here? And she starts like sniffing. And he's looking like proud of this. And he says, describe what you're smelling to me. Describe it. And she's like, it's metallic. He's like, metallic, like blood. And she says, no, it's something, something else. It's like almost like vinegar. And it's like, he seems like excited to have someone that he's taking under his wing to, to teach the tricks of the trade of being a cannibal. And she follows her nose upstairs and finds an old woman collapsed on the floor, not dead, like clearly in need of medical attention. And she, the woman is breathing like this. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't and like that. doesn't seem even aware that they're there. Like she is dying. She's dying. Yeah. And we, he explains, Sully explains that. Oh, did I say his name is Sully? His name is Sully. You did now. <laughs> and he explains that he doesn't kill people. He basically finds people that are about to die anyways. And 
swoops in and he basically says we can, you know, this lady's going to die anyways. Do they have to get her before she dies or can they eat her once she's dead? I think they can eat her once she's dead. I'm just wondering if interview with a vampire rules apply mm-hmm. here where, mm-hmm. you know, once when you eat the dead, uh oh. No, I think it's okay. But Marin is stressed by this. She says, can I have a few minutes to think about this? I'm I'm overwhelmed. And so she goes into one of the rooms. Sully says, take all the time you need. You'll be able to smell when it's time. So basically, he says, you'll smell when she dies. And uh, she falls asleep in the room. And like early, early in the morning, she wakes up, clearly is smelling something and hearing something. And she opens the door and we see Sully in just his underwear hovered over the old woman who has died just absolutely in like into her stomach, just ripping (gasps) into her stomach. Oh, my God. Devouring her. So they don't need to like prepare the they just go right at it. No fork and knife. You just you just bite. You just bite at it. Straight for it. Gross. She joins in. And goes on the other side. She's biting an arm. And for most of this, the camera is on family photos in the room of this old woman with her uh, presumably late husband and children. And so we're just hearing the sounds of her being eaten as we're seeing her family. So I actually think I I could just it could be a little gorier for me. I could could have handled it a little more. Uh, But so they eat and eat and eat. And then they go downstairs and Sully's in his like uh, underwear, like tidy whities and like a white tank top, like undershirt. And she's in pajamas, too. And they're both just like covered in blood. And he grabs he has this big leather bag like suitcase bag thing and he like plops it on the table and undoes the buckles opens it up pulls out this plastic bag and in this plastic bag is this something like 30 feet long rope of hair braids tied together all different Uh. colors and this is everybody that he has ever eaten he always keeps their hair Okay. It's so gross. You guys know I hate hair. Yeah, no, thank you. That's too much hair. I would never keep a bag of hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take their rings. Take a take a a piece of their clothing. Don't take their hair. Don't check their hair. It's disgusting. That's a step too far. (laughs) Disgusting. What's the matter with you? So after a moment, they decide they should clean up. Sully, it seems like really excited to have Marin. They're like he's like thinking they're teaming up now, and he's like, "We should clean up, figure out where we're going to go next." I think they also might like rob this woman now that they've eaten her. I mean, sure, why not? Well, my question is like, uh, is she like energized now? Does she like look better or like feel better? Do you know what I mean? Like. Is there any benefit to eating? It doesn't really eating? seem like it. That's kind of weird. You would think that there would be some kind of like afterglow a little mm-hmm. bit, right? I mean, I think I think they're kind of Colin's eyes change. Color. Yeah, exactly. there's nothing. There's nothing so specific as that. Um, and I think yeah, it's all kept a little loose. The rules are a little bit unclear, which maybe doesn't matter that much. But mm-hmm. yeah, as someone who 
loves Twilight. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I do like those clear rules as well, but I don't. I don't necessarily think they're um, necessary here. It's a, it's a hard bar to live up to. I know. I know. Very I true. Be as good as Twilight. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Sully's saying we should clean up get ourselves cleaned up. There's two showers, so they each get in a shower and Marin gets out of the shower first. We hear Sully still in the shower singing and it's clear that Marin is going to sneak out while he's showering. She does not want to be teamed up with this guy. And as she's sneaking out, she passes by the woman's corpse, which is now just basically a bloody skeleton with still her whole full head attached to it. Ew. It's really gross. Uh, that is a big meal. It's a big meal. Uh, yeah, it's a lot to eat. Like, that's a lot, right? Also, I feel like it probably took a long time to, like, get through all that. <laughs> yeah. It was very early in the morning. I think, yeah, it's. I think it's been hours that they've been going at it. Sure, Ugh. okay. And she sneaks out and gets to back to the bus stop and gets on the bus. And as the bus is pulling away, Sully comes out of the house and he's got his like long, wet hair. <laughs> and he just watches her go and he looks very betrayed. Uh oh. no. Yeah, his look is, it's not as angry as you'd think, but it's just like really hurt. Okay. It's not a good look. We don't love to see it. Mm-mm. She clearly uh, is stressed, but happy to be gone and not with him anymore. Oof. Okay. So she's on the bus now on her way to Minnesota and her ticket only gets her so far as Indiana. And she stops in a little grocery store and is shoplifting. And next to her. She looks over and we see Timothy Chalamet <laughs> and he's looking at her too. They like get, have this like moment of both turning to look at each other at the same time. Like they, Ugh, and her heart stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're in love, they're in love, they're in love. And this rude guy is coming through the aisle and bumps into this other lady. He's like, watch where you're going, lady. Like he's a over the top asshole in the store and... Timmy's like, uh, I'll call him Timmy, uh, Mm -hmm. is like, hey, uh, he he gets up and confronts him and is like, hey, uh, like, asshole, don't talk to her like that. Let me escort you out of the store. Like, you're not going to you're not going to talk to people like that in here. And Marin watches this all happen and eventually follows them out a few minutes afterwards. And she's sitting outside. It's this like parking structure type area and from within like a dark part of the parking structure Timmy comes out shirtless covered in blood (laughs) and his outfit I mean right now he's taking the outfit off but he has these huge baggy jeans with like enormous holes rips in the jeans and a lot of floral button-up shirts puka shell necklace Shell. Yeah, I mean, uh, he looks incredible. And 
he's very weird after he's eaten this guy. <laughs> he's like, um, clearly not really trying to talk to Marin too much. He's trying to put on this tough guy exterior. He's like, he's still in there if you want some. And he oh my God. is stealing the man's truck. And she, Marin is like very excited to see this guy. And she's like saying like, I'd, I've I'd always thought I was the only one. Now I've met two of us in the last like 24 hours. And so she gets in the passenger side with him. They're driving together. He's not being super talkative at this point, but it's clear that they can like smell each other. She's like, I smelled you. I didn't know I could do that. Like this other guy just taught me how to do that. He, she tells him a bit about the other guy. He's like, I think I've heard of this guy, the guy that keeps the hair. Like that's weird. He sounds like a freak. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of the hair guy. Mm -hmm. And they just clearly have a better vibe than she had with Sully. And so she is more interested in, uh, teaming up with this guy. His name is Lee. I will probably still call him Timmy. Please call him Timmy. Yeah, please call him Timmy. And he takes her to his um, his house and introduces her to his sister, Kayla. And Kayla and him have this kind of tense conversation where she's mad at him for not being around very much. She's like, for the past four years, you've been gone for three and a half of them. Like, you're so inconsistent. It's clear that he's also like on the road a lot for obvious reasons and he won't tell Marin about like what happened in his family it's like clear some some event happened like four three four years ago or however long he's like been leaving mm. and she's like trying to ask him about it and he, he won't talk about it uh-oh that's not going to be great, whatever that is. <laughs> he's giving Kayla driving lessons. He like loves his sister, and that's the only thing keeping him coming back. He's basically like, if Kayla wasn't here, I wouldn't come back. Is he the older brother? Yeah. Um. So they're there for a bit, and then him and Kayla get in a fight, and he leaves again. And he's like, he's like, I'm. Let's get out of here. Him and Marin get back in the truck, and it's also I feel like a bit. Well, I guess it's the 80s, so maybe it's less likely to get caught for these types of crimes. But they, like, steal all the stuff of the people that they kill and then seem not too stressed about, like, driving around in that car of that person that you just killed. Oh, sure. yeah, that's yeah. definitely a red flag. Um, yeah, they just they just drive this truck around for the whole rest of the movie and they, like, never oh. seem too worried about it. <laughs> okay, mm. sure. Yeah, well, so we'll, sure. we'll let that one go. We'll let that one go. We'll let it go. <laughs> Maybe it was his truck already. I don't know. I thought that they. Sp- oh, I thought he stole it from him because he's like. But maybe it's his truck. But maybe and he it's just his. stole the guy's stuff. Yeah, maybe. Because how did he get to the store? Perhaps he drove his truck. Perhaps. So they continue on together in the truck, and they're letting their guards down a bit around each other. Time is passing. Uh, it's getting flirty. They clearly really like each other. They're at this watering hole place, like a little lake thing. And they're in the back of the truck just chatting. And she asks him when was his first time. And he says it was a babysitter. And she goes, me too. (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. That's really funny. Do they have good chemistry? Yeah, they do. Love it. Love it. And so they are setting up camp near this lake. It's nighttime now. And 
as they have a little fire going, just the two of them, another a van pulls up and it again feel it's like it's very I was feeling a lot of a lot of the same kind of feelings I feel watching The Walking Dead where everyone you meet, you just don't know who to trust. Like any interaction can mm. go sideways at the stakes are yeah, like so it's just high. Like, yeah. Someone can seem nice and then a second later can kill you. And so these two guys get out of this van. This is Michael Stuhlbarg and David Gordon Green. And Michael Stuhlbarg is wearing overalls with no shirt. He's got long, long hair. Hell yeah. And like, Ooh, whoa. He looks really young. I guess he's really not that old, but he looked for some reason younger to me than... But he usually plays like older. Yeah, he's fi- he's fifty four. Like, yeah. He's fifty four. Yeah, he just, he seemed young in this to me, but he's certainly menacing. They're both menacing. Oh, I really love him. But they have that kind of vibe where they're it got big smiles. They're like, "Hey, we see, like smelled you guys from across the way." Uh, uh, it's really honestly not good that they yeah. can be smelled. Yeah. You know. Like, why wasn't this happening to her before? Is it like she turned 18 or something? Like, you would think this is just happening so much all of a sudden. Maybe it's stronger when they're together. Uh, yeah. yeah. And maybe, yeah, maybe it does get stronger as you get older and you need to, like, feed more. Yeah. But there is a lot of things like that that is that are just like, well, I guess we'll let that slide without really an answer. You know, there's a lot of that. So you just got to accept it. Mm-hmm. So. Just let it go. Just let it go. Um, but they definitely feel we don't feel like we trust these men. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But they are. They're like, let's pull. Like, let's sit up. At, pull up together at the fire. Like, we've got some beer. They pull out some beer, and they're all like drinking together. It's this very tense situation where we're acting like we're all relaxing and having a fun time all together. But everyone's on edge. Ugh. Michael Stuhlberg is so good in this scene. He is like his laugh. He's like cracking himself up at times. And everyone's just like, Ooh, ha, 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 we should laugh, too. He's laughing. <laughs> and he asks him, you guys gone? I think he says, have you gone full bone yet? <laughs> oh, my God. And they say, what? What are you talking about? And it's like when you eat the whole thing. You know, bones and all. <laughs> he says he does. He says when you go when you eat the whole thing, bones and all. Oh, we got the title oh, in there the we movie. Go. And everyone in the theater goes, Oh, it's the name of the movie, it's the name of the movie. They said he looks it. right to camera and he goes, Gives a wink. <laughs> and he says, There's oh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like bones and all. Your first time going bones and all, it's like it's incredible. Like bones and all, bones and all, bones and all. Yeah. <laughs> And Marin looks at him with this look on her face where she's just like, that's not possible. You can't eat a whole person like that's insane. And he's like, oh, you can. And it's really nice. You should do it. The thing that's weird to me about this is like, again, what satisfaction are they getting besides just being like normally satiated? Do you know what I mean? I wish there was like another layer of what was happening when they ate a human being besides just being like, okay, I'm full now, I guess. Right. It seems like if I were to, it, like, I'm I'm imagining it like, like if your body, anyone whose body doesn't like 
function the way that it like people who need like insulin and or it's like about like returning to normal perhaps yeah, more than gaining ga- gaining something above and beyond normal yeah. yeah or like uh or if the metaphor is drugs like the higher quality shit you get them or like you know i, okay, I don't know right, no, no. How like in Twilight, they, <laughs> in Twilight they can have animal blood, but it's not the same as having I mean, human blood. Do you know what I mean? You're talking to the girl who's been watching a like lot Twilight. of Vampire Diaries, so I am deep immersed in the vampire rules right now. It's like about the pureness, you know, getting, you know. I think it's bon- bon- bones and all. I think it is <laughs> intentionally a little vague. I'd be curious to read this book because it's, it's based on a novel. Right. It's based on a novel. But you got more time in an hour to explain yourself, so. Yeah. Um, and so within this conversation, they were ta- uh, he, uh, Stuhlberg, overalls guy, is talking about the last time he killed someone and David Gordon Green next to him is kind of like smiling at this conversation, being like, yeah, that was so good. And... I can't remember how it's revealed, but it's revealed that David Gordon Green is not an eater. He does not need to do this. He likes to do it. And so he Uh, has tagged along. He has acquired the taste, but it is not a necessity for him like it is for them. The rest of them all say, like, we have to do this. That's not good. And Marin is repulsed. Mm-hmm. And like furious mm-hmm. and storms off and like gets into the truck and is like, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. That's like disgusting. And Timmy is still talking to them. And Michael Stuhlberg says to him, he says, you look like every junkie I've ever known. You think you've got this thing under your thumb, but you pull one thread and it's all going to come undone. He just gives this very good little monologue. Ooh, I ain't your dad this time, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's basically saying like, you think love is going to like carry you through. Like, we'll see. We'll see about that. In the night, they like both cars are set up in this little field next to the lake. So they're about, I don't know, 50 feet apart. And, Marin and Lee are awake, staring at the van. They can see that they're asleep and they shift the car into neutral. And so it just starts rolling backwards. So they're trying to leave without them noticing. But then the guy wakes up, overall guy, overalls guy wakes up and starts running towards them. They like panic, turn the ignition on and they're able to get away. They make it, but it's a little scary little scene. Mm. And then here is where this is where I got confused. So Lee says now after this, like they're on the road again, they're driving and he like looks at Mary and he's like, oh, you need to eat, which like what? <laughs> like she just hmm. ate a full person. I guess it could have been like a month ago, but like she said previously that she went three years. Like, is it is it accelerating that, that much? Yeah. Right. Like, is it going that or is it that he's a junkie? Oh, maybe he needs yeah. to eat. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Like he's like ramping it up, you know, the more the more you indulge, the more you need to indulge. Yeah, could be that. And so they go to a carnival. And uh, by the way, I should say, like, all of this is it's such beautiful cinematography. And they're in like these really wide open like plains and cornfields for a lot of this. And this corn is scary. Sorry, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it's very pretty, makes you want to go on a road trip, beautiful sunsets, like a, a very, it's like a romantic atmosphere. Mm. This is nice, mm. <laughs> a beautiful setting. And so they go to this carnival, they're making out on the Ferris wheel and yeah. they're looking essentially for a victim. Cause he's saying like, you need to eat. And he's like looking around the carnival and he goes to this, one of these uh, carnival game booths and the guy running the booth is like being an asshole to the kid that's trying to throw a ball into a bucket type of thing the, the kid makes it and he's like <laughs> well read the rules like no underhand it says that clearly so sorry but you don't win and he's being like obnoxiously rude to this like six-year-old boy and so timmy's like nodding like yeah this guy's gonna do <laughs> yeah this is the guy and he goes up and him and the guy have like a flirtation that I really liked. I don't know. It was just, it's just, yeah, it's fun seeing Timmy be sexual. Mm -hmm. It really is. <laughs> I just loved it. So he starts like hitting on this guy and obviously the guy can't resist. Who could? The magnetism. It's, it's really inexplicable. <laughs> it really is. He's... He's saying, you know, uh, what's fun to do around here? Like, I'm, I'm like, what time are you off? And the guy's like very quickly like, oh, I'm off at 11. Like, we can go. I have some weed in my truck. We can go smoke it. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, that sounds really fun. Like, I'll meet you back here. <laughs> all right, cool. Oh, hell yeah. Sammy, Sammy, you're doing, you're doing great at this. <laughs> I get it. As the carnival closes, he meets the guy and Marin is ducked into the you know truck into the bed of the truck or the like seat of the truck so that he can't see that she's in there and she's just watching this as the two of them meet up and uh Timmy goes up and and kisses him right away oh, wow. they like right yeah really seducing yeah they him. start mm really seducing him they like start that's making so, out and then they're like really harsh honestly <laughs> i know it is it's it's or he's giving him a lovely final okay. moment Excuse okay. me. Okay. <laughs> and they go into the cornfield so they're now obstructed from Marin's view because they're behind corn scary i would not make out with somebody in corn hell no oh i've definitely made out with people in corn you have oh yes. my god thank god yes. you're alive yes and i was in the daytime or the nighttime because this is nighttime oh you know people record in the nighttime <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. how did you not know a monster wasn't coming up behind you i didn't know but i didn't even think about Were you vertical it vertical or horizontal vertical vertical not horizontal no 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 it's still scary uh, i think yeah horizontal seems like less scary for some reason oh horizontal, horizontal seems so scary nowhere, excuse me really now down. you can have people coming at you from above from <laughs> of any direction no, one side is blocked one side is blocked no well that's true i mean but it's gonna take longer for you to get up and away yeah, that, that's you know? true that's true okay there's pros and cons to both. You're vulnerable. <laughs> and like, what if, if someone's on top of you, if you're horizontal, that's even another. No, that's so uncomfortable. You know? Yeah. Cornfields. It's so bumpy. There's, it's like, they're, you know, it's, Ew, it's yeah, bugs. Flat. Nasty. Ugh. Corn Why? bugs. Corn bugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Okay, so they're making out of the corn, vertical or horizontal? <laughs> they're vertical. They're vertical. Vertical. Okay. And h- hot dog style. <laughs> 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 they're making out hot dog style. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, like a hot dog making out the bun. <laughs> <laughs> or two hot dogs making out. Or two hot dogs making out. <laughs> this ain't a double cheeseburger make out. This is a hot dog. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so she is curious. She can't help herself. She has to get a glimpse of what's going on in that corn. Uh, yeah, we all want a glimpse of what's going on in that corn. We need to know. We need to know. We- gotta know and so she's sneaking up and we're hearing we're hearing like heavy breathing and faster 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 and we're like oh my god oh my god what are we about to see and she comes around the corner i think they're both naked and timmy is jerking him off from behind and as he's like jerking him off he pulls a knife out (gasps) and like slits his throat oh my god timmy is like scary yeah, I'm, it's starting to feel like perhaps this is not the one she should have been trusting. Yeah, he's a little but I serial get killer vibes. Why she is? Do we see his little butt? I can't remember. I, I you must not. I think I would remember if you I did. But I was reading in uh, uh, on the Wikipedia to go through for my notes and in this and in another thing I read, another like recap thing I read both described this moment as Lee was is masturbating the guy that's not what you say right you can't like masturbate someone can you <laughs> that, no, that's true because masturbating no. is like you do it for yourself yeah the whole point is like you're doing it to yourself so you can't like do it to someone it just else was very bizarre to read two separate things that described this as Lee masturbates him I was like I don't think anybody masturbates anybody except themselves <laughs> I'm pretty sure so I don't think so. Sound off in the comments. Yeah. Sound, Sound off in, in the comments. comments. <laughs> you ever masturbated anybody other than yourself? <laughs> we all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting, and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see and they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop skims bras at skims.com now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. 
And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. <laughs> <laughs> So he's dead. Well, he's dying. Is like all a bunch, uh, so much blood coming from his throat. He collapses. Timmy knows that Marin was there. Like immediately turns to her and is like, "Come!" Like he could have. He smelled that she was there or something, and is like, "Come on, come on! Like let's eat him. Let's eat him. Holy Time shit. to eat." And Timmy goes for the nipple, bites his nipple right off. Aye, aye. Um, but after that, we, he, it like, again, we don't really see much of it. You see one good chomp and then I think it cuts away. And she seems fine. Like not too concerned. Yeah. I mean, their plan was to kill him. She knew that. Yeah. Okay. Well, and she's probably fucking horny. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I knew their plan was to it kill was, him, but it was it's like, like kind of hot. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm understanding perfectly. It's like vampires like using this, their sexuality as like a lure. Mm-hmm. Like it is a little sexy. Yeah, it's fucked up, but that's like <laughs> the tool that they have. If you're Timmy, that's your tool. That's your tool. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. I just don't like that. I feel like maybe he's manipulating her into thinking, blaming it on her like she's hungry when she's not hungry. You know, mm. I don't like that. I think he's, I think, I, I mean, I, we'll see. We're going to get into some maybe sweet young love stuff. But it, it, this seems to me like bad, bad first boyfriend stuff where it's like, he's bad for you, but but you can't get enough. Because mm-hmm. he's marrying people. You know? Um yeah, he's I mean, like, he's like making like your he's reinforcing your worst habits, perhaps, and it's maybe not. I mean, we'll get there, but it's maybe not like intentionally manipulative or bad. It's just like this isn't the you shouldn't be right. around this person. Right. It's not, not good for not, you. You're not your best self around each other. You're not your best self. So now they steal this guy's car. Hmm. Okay, so we are taking their cars. That's that is true. Yeah. So they um, drive this car to his. To the guy's house again their plan is to go into the house and steal this guy's shit that's what they did mm-hmm. with the last guy too they pull off to the side of the road and they see the lights in the house are on and Marin is like i'll go i'll go check it out scope scope out the scene she creeps through the bushes and sees a wife and a baby Ooh. and oh, oh. Yeah, so the guy was married with child. Marin is very upset by this. She runs back to the car. She pulls down the visor. We see like all these photos of his wife and child. She feels like sick to her stomach, is crying. Timmy's trying to calm her down. Is like, we didn't know. We didn't know. He didn't have, he wasn't wearing a ring. I didn't see any photos. He had gay sex with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. Did, how are we supposed to know? <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> Feels pretty like quickly. not this sort of thing that I would expect him to have a wife and kids. <laughs> so. yeah. Yep. And so 
they get out of there. They ditch his car. They're like, okay, well, we need to get out of here. They get back in the truck and they're leaving. And somewhere in here, I think Marin says we should feel something like we should feel bad. So there is also a very small hint mm. to the fact that that some of that empathy might also be gone, which tends to happen in vampires as well. Ooh. You, Yeah, you have to sort of cut that part of yourself out. Yeah, but she mentally, I feel like, is upset by this like she she's upset i guess by the fact that she knows she should be upset and like doesn't actually feel that bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is making lee mad and he's like saying you know we didn't know and he says to her how dare you make this harder than it already is so it's like clear that this life is not something that either of them chose and it's not easy it's also hard for him because he's like we decided to do this Mm -hmm. and now you're all of a sudden feeling like shit and you're making me feel like shit and that's that would be hard. Yeah. Uh, she falls asleep as they're driving. And some of the more scary moments, she has nightmares. And the way that they, they do nightmares in this movie is just like flashes of scary images. So she sees her dad like vomiting mm. a bunch of blood and Ooh. Timmy like beating someone to death with like a tire iron. And it's just flashes of these really Ooh. violent images. Oof, yikes. Then she wakes up. They've made it to Minnesota and she's able to track down her grandmother by getting a um, phone book and and showing up at the address. And the grandmother is played by Jessica Harper, who is Susie from the original Suspiria, who was also in the Suspiria remake directed by Luca Guadagnino. So they must have liked working together. I knew I recognized her. She's she's really great. But I was like, I know this lady. I know this lady. I couldn't place her. But that's who it is. And Marin is basically like, my name is Marin, whatever. Like, I think I'm your granddaughter. The woman, the grandmother seems like caught off guard, but not necessarily surprised. And at first says, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but my daughter's dead. Marin is obviously very upset to hear this, and they're looking through family photos. Marin says, did she ever do anything bad? And they're both kind of doing little side eyes to like, what do you mean bad? (laughs) And she's, I think Marin eventually is just like, did she ever bite anybody or like eat anybody? (laughs) And at a certain point, you just got to get to it. They're both, yeah, they're both dancing around it. And it's clear kind of that, they know what they're talking about and at this point the grandmother reveals that yes she did and yes she is also still alive and she is in a psychiatric facility in town and she says i didn't put her there she put herself there and so you can go talk to her about why she did that and she's the grandmother's not a cannibal obviously No. Oh, that is something she says, like they um, found her. She was like abandoned at the doorstep of a fire station or something. And so her, her, her and her husband took her in. Yeah. So they're not actually related by blood. Okay. Okay. Marin gets back in the truck with Timmy. In both of these moments, Timmy's like, (laughs) can I come in with you? And she just is like, no. And I, do, I just kind of liked that. And he do, he's doesn't seem hurt by it. It's just an interesting thing to include of just being like, no, this is my my thing that I'm doing. And he's like, OK, she's good at drawing boundaries, good at drawing boundaries. He's good at respecting them. 
Amazing. I love him so much. <laughs> like, hurts me how much I love him. He really is great. Mm. And so they drive to the psychiatric facility again. He asks, um, can I come in with you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and she goes in and she is led to the room that her mother is in. And the nurse is saying, or she asks the nurse if her mother is dangerous. And she says she hasn't been dangerous in years. Like she used to be, but that's behind her now. Perhaps the same rings true of like the less, if you can keep yourself from doing it, perhaps you will need to do it less. Which mm. now it's starting to feel more like a metaphor for addiction. Right. But perhaps I still don't know. Right. So she walks in, she's ner nervous to see her mom and she's like, oh, she'll be um, excited to see you. She's been waiting for you for a long time. We thought like you were never going to come or that you weren't real. Huh. So it's like clear that her mom ha knows that she exists, knew that she would eventually probably track her down. She says she mm. actually wrote you a letter that she wanted you to read. So here you go. And she hands her this letter that says for my daughter. And she's as she's handed this letter, she rounds the corner into the room that she's being led into. And we see her mother, Chloe, Chloe Sevigny, Sevigny, oh, Sevigny, 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 <laughs> who has no hands. She has eaten her hands off. Oh my, you know I don't like that. Oh, you know I don't She's like that. She's eaten her hands off? How do we know That's she That's the implication. I mean, we don't, but she is, she is missing up to her basically elbows. Oh, 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 that's, that's that is more than just hands. Yeah, it's like the four. It's like the forearms, like to mid, like a mid forearm amount. Oh no! And she's not speaking to Marin. It's not clear necessarily why, but we're hearing her voice as Marin is reading this letter from her in the mother's voice, and she's basically saying, you know, like I. This is a letter from Chloe Savigny to yep. Marin. Yes, that okay, she's okay, reading okay. in her presence in front of her as her mom just like stares at her with this kind of scary look, but and also kind of longing. This, the nurse had this letter and just gave it to her. Is that what happened? So I'm just yeah. confused about the logistics. Okay. All right. Yes. So she's just holding on to it just in case Mary missed out by. Yeah. Okay. I think she like grabbed it off a shelf or something. It might have been mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. Or like in her records or something. She must have written it before she chewed her. Before she lost her hands. Yeah. 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 But it's almost as it's like the implication is almost as if she can't speak. And I like wish there had been a line or something about like, oh, she also chewed her tongue off yeah. or something. Because maybe mm. that's the implication, but it's not quite clear. Well, someone who just bit her tongue real bad in it. It's hard. It's hard. You mm. fuck your tongue up. Mm -hmm. Makes things hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Emily's empathizing deeply with this character. Yeah, right I now. get it. I'm just saying, I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she reads this letter that is, you know, uh, apology. I'm sorry, I failed you. I I didn't know um, how to take care of you, and I didn't know what I was doing. And it, the letter ends with her saying, "This world has no place for monsters like us. So let me take you out of it." And as she reads that, she looks up, the mother lunges at her, starts like biting at her. 
she's screaming and presses a button immediately like the nurses come in and are able to restrain the mother and she doesn't actually injure her at all but it's a really scary upsetting scene you don't want to see your mother no. after 18 years and have her try to kill you. No, this is a generally no. very traumatizing experience. Yeah, that's Everything. not the reunion we were hoping for. No. Also, it doesn't feel like super um, uplifting in terms of what your future yeah. prospects might be. Yeah. Especially when the note was like, from her dad, go figure out how to handle it like your mom did. Well, I, I, don't, want, I don't want this. This isn't, this isn't handled yep, at all. Yeah. So she storms out really upset and she starts fighting with Lee because she's just now in a bad place and she's saying like they're yelling at each other and basically the sentiment of what they're saying is that being around each other makes it harder for them because seeing each other makes them see themselves and Mm. yeah it's, it's a very good line he's like that you think I like that like of course this is fucking hard like having someone else makes it basically a mirror to like reflect uh, like all the bad things about us back at ourselves too like I don't like watching us do this but this is the life that we have and uh, like this is hard for me too mm. so they're getting a fight and they dri- they're driving away uh, Lee is in the passenger seat he falls asleep and Marin is driving and she stops for gas and she like turns the car off and she says I'm getting gas and he's like he like kind of goes mm, groans at her he's sleeping and she takes the wad of cash from her dad out of her shoe and puts it on the dashboard and grabs her stuff and leaves and leaves him in the car mm-hmm. and runs like across town and is at this shop like in a parking lot somewhere and this van pulls in Uh and out of the van comes Sully. Oh no. He has followed her across three, three states. Oh no. Something like that. And she's immediately like, did you follow me all the way here? And he's like, well, yeah, like we stick to like, we got to stick together. And she's like, why haven't you spoken to me since? And he's like, it's rude to interrupt. I didn't want to interrupt. You had your friend. I couldn't interrupt. But now that you're alone, like we can Uh be the two of us again. Oh, God. I don't love that she hasn't met a single other woman. No. Besides her mom. Yeah. So he refers to himself in third person. He's like, you do you not like Sully? And she says, why are you, why do you keep calling yourself Sully? And he like looks at her in the eyes and says, do you not like me? Oh and God. it's like oh so God. scary. Oh God. Oh God. And we're confused. Cause this is the BFG. This is the guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, very confused. Yeah, is this scary. is the guy in that one very sweet, golf movie that I told you guys to watch. What's that movie Oh my called? god, I still have to watch it. Uh, I don't remember, but I gotta watch The it. Phantom of the Open. He's so sweet in it. He's I've only ever seen him be like the sweetest man. And he can be scary. Mm. He's a talented actor. So you better believe he can be scary. He's a talented actor. And he says something in here like he, that he's old enough to be her father. And 
she says, is that what this is? And he like doesn't like that. He she like keeps trying to get clarity on her. Like, are you trying to fuck me or are you trying to like be my dad? Like what? Like your uh, your I vibe mean, is so scary. Like, yeah, I would I would want some clarity on that question. And every for time sure. she presses on it, he he gets mad and and sidesteps the question and then like throws a little tantrum about something. And eventually, she says, "You know, I don't I don't think like I don't want to go with you. You, I don't feel safe with you." Mm-hmm. And he like gets right up in her face and says fine you fucking cunt and like screams at her and then like storms off to his van and before he drives off he is like cowering not making eye contact with her anymore and he says I dried off in front of you I've never done that with anybody meaning like after they ate together he like was naked not naked but like in his underwear oh, cleaning off Ew. around her oh god yep Ew. okay and he drives off okay so so then that. a couple months go by and she's back in whatever state um, Lee is from because she's waiting outside a store and she sees Kayla his sister and calls out to her. It's like clear, like enough time has passed. She misses him and is trying to mm. find him again. And she's talking with Kayla and she's like, oh, I, I, um, yeah, I think he came back here. Like he's been here and I think he came back here hoping that you'd come back here too. Um, I think he misses you. And like when that thing happened with our dad, like he hasn't been the same since then. And but like it seemed like Uh-oh. you were good for him. Tell us, Kayla. Tell us. <laughs> Marin is like, what happened? He never told me. And she's like, oh my god, he never told you. Let me tell you this huge. Oh, that cannot <laughs> he wouldn't family trauma. Let me tell you it. No big deal. And she tells him that her dad was really drunk one night and punched her mm. and. Lee saw and Lee came and punched the dad. Dad punched him, was like beating up on both of them. And Lee told Kayla to run to the cop, to like the police station. So Kayla left. And when they got back, the dad was gone. Lee was covered in blood. And they had, they took Lee to the police station uh, because they assumed that he killed him. And mm-hmm. they tested the blood and all of the blood was Lee's. And so he did not go to jail and the, his car was, the dad's car was gone. And he said he left, but Marin is suspicious of the, this exact retelling of this story thinks there's more to it that Kayla does not know. Obviously Ooh, eating your own dad would <laughs> not be good. Tough. Yeah. Tough moment. I would change you. Yeah, I think so. After she hears this, she goes and tracks down Lee back by the little lake that they were at earlier. And they have a nice reunion. They're kissing. They like go swimming in the lake. We just get kind of montage images of them reuniting. And they're like sitting now on this like very beautiful um, plains. Like it's just no, no building for in any direction that you can see. It's just big wide open space. They're sitting 
and talking. And this is where we get his version of the story of his dad. She asks him about it. And he says, I, th- I think he says that his dad bit him first. So maybe his dad also had mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And he knocked him out with something uh, heavy, like hit him in the head with something heavy, knocked him out, dragged him into his car, into the barn and left him there for the three days that he was in jail. And so I guess, yeah, the blood was his blood because his dad had bitten him, mm-hmm. then was in jail. And then he came back and ate him, I think. And he see, she, or she says, like, what did you do? And he goes, I ate him right up. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And like, this is obviously like a very vulnerable moment for him. Clear. He's not, he's never told anybody this story before. They're like holding each other. She's like, looks like she feels like very honored to like be uh, able to be this close with him and him to be this honest. And they're like holding each other. And he, this is where he says like, or she says, how does, how did it feel? And he says, uh, it felt amazing. Like it felt so good. So, so good he's crying all during this. Like it's very emotional for him and she's crying. Ugh, what an actor. Oh my God. It's so good. And he's, he looks at her and he says, you don't think I'm bad. And she says, all I know is that I love you. And they kiss and they love each other. They love each other. They love each other so much. And she says, she says, let's, let's try to, let's be normal. Let's be normal people. Let's like live life. Let's get jobs. Let's like, I want to be with you and I want to live a life with you. Let's figure out how to do it. And he's like, all right, let's be normal. Let's Let's go do it. Get another little montage of them. Like they've everything will work. (laughs) Rented an apartment, they're grocery shopping. Uh, they're checking in on the phone with talking to Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Marin says, hi, everything. We're just a normal young couple, like college aged couple living together, a normal life. It's great. It's <laughs> great. It's is great. great. Uh, Marin is out running errands one day and she comes back, comes back home and is calling out to Lee. He's not there. And she walks into their bedroom and on their bed is a big leather bag suitcase that we recognize. It's probably carrying a 30 foot long (gasps) rope of hair. He's back. He's back. Oh God. Oh no. And as she is recognizing this, he of course jumps from behind a corner, grabs her, puts his hand over her mouth, pins her down on the bed, like gets on top of her. So he's like pinning her arms down with his legs. His mouth is over her hand. And he's saying, I'm going to put my, take my hand away. Friends don't scream though. Friends don't scream. Like my friends wouldn't scream from if I, if this is just us two friends, like getting back together. So don't you dare scream. He's got a, a knife in his hand also, by the way. So he takes his hand away. She doesn't scream. She's basically like, what are you, what are you doing here? 
And he says, oh, Sully doesn't like how much you know about him. You could tell anybody about Sully. And she's kind of like, I would have told already, like, who would, you know, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? That would like put me in danger. It's like, it's like uh, kind of a crazy thing to say. Like, obviously she's not going to. He's he's, he's not well. He needs an excuse to. Yeah. He wanted, he he wanted to come here and do this. And it's Mm -hmm. again, looking like. Is he going to rape her? We are not sure. It's not looking great. But she says something like that. Oh, she says, I'm with Lee now. And he punches the wall and he says, this isn't about that. This isn't like that. And he like lays down on top of her and like puts his head, like nuzzles it into her her chest and starts like... uh, seeming like he's going to fall asleep and he's like Sully just needs a little rest Sully just needs to rest ooh it's so creepy I don't like this and meanwhile he's like dragging the little knife along her like neck like keeping it very close to her face like reminding her I've got a knife and so she's just basically frozen there can't move doesn't know what to do and Lee comes home very quietly opens the door she sees him he sees what's happening his eyes are wide he is tip tiptoeing into the room uh sully does not hear him coming and he is able to he takes he's like comes home with groceries and he takes one of the plastic grocery bags and puts it over sully's head they're now like flailing about the three of them this just moment of chaos happens again sully's got a knife in his hand that he's flailing around stabs lee we don't see where but we know that he has been stabbed so now there's blood (gasps) no then uh marin is able to get the knife out of sully's hand like knocks it out of his hand and then grabs it and just stabs sully in the chest over and over and over Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. still alive and Lee is still suffocating him with the plastic bag. And so he's like wriggling around like blood going oh, everywhere oh, now from both oh. of them. And they quickly drag him into the bathtub and Lee gets into the bathtub first and like hoists Sully on <gasps> top of him. So now Lee is because un- he's still strangling him like from behind. And Jesus. so he's still got him in the bathtub strangling him. He's still gasping for air. Oh my God. And Marin crawls kind of on top of him and takes her hands, opens his shirt, and now like sees all the stab wounds in his chest and stomach and like slips her hands into <laughs> one of them, <laughs> goes in, and you see Sully's face like. <gasps> And he now t- uses his hands to tear the plastic bag open, which is like, if you had your hands free this whole time, why didn't yeah, you do that? Did. Why didn't you do that before? But he's like still basically immobilized from all of the wounds. So he can't like get up and r- run out. But he's clearly in excruciating pain. We see her. How is he not dead? He's going he's going to die pretty soon here. But this is yeah. the final moments. And she we see her stick the her hand into his stomach and pull out like one of his intestines what? <laughs> and like crushes like squeezes it <laughs> and i think then he he dies no 
Yikes. I didn't like any of that. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. And Lee gets mm. up from under him and like looks really hard. Like he's now got like a heavy dead body on top of him. And I liked how realistic it seemed of him like really struggling to get out of um, that position. But eventually he's able to get out and we see that his stab wound is in like right in the middle of his chest and mm. Marin sees it and is like your lung he stabbed your lung he stabbed your lung they can like hear the way he's breathing oh, she's no. like we need to go to hospital we need to go to hospital he's like no we can't go to hospital like they're mm. gonna you'll go to jail like we'll go to jail you can't do that um, and she's crying and she sees in this uh like fight they knocked over that suitcase sully's suitcase and on the end of this hair rope we see kayla's hair and like a scrunchie that <gasps> kayla had oh no and so she's crying for that and and uh, lee sees and is like he got kayla he got kayla they're what both the crying fuck? what the fuck and i hate this, I hate this. Um, Wait, are you trying to tell me that this movie doesn't have a happy ending? <laughs> what are you trying to say right now, Sammy? Because I was only listening because I assumed there would be a happy ending here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it might turn around here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just sort of wait and see. And Lee is really losing a lot of blood. It's very clear that he's like about to die this oh exact God. moment. And in his like last moments, he's he says he first says, am I bad? And it's I don't, it really devastated me that line. Am I bad? He said that a few times throughout, like wondering if he is is at his core bad and it just really speaks to me as um someone who's done a lot of therapy and it's just a really key someone who's eaten a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> no but it's such a universal thing of like yeah I'm bad. Uh, yeah so sad. i just yeah i just really um loved that line and then he says to her Marin, I want I want you to eat me. I want you to eat me. Oh God, bones, bones and all. Oh God, <laughs> and she's crying, and then she sticks her hand into the stab wound and starts like kissing, eating it. They're like also making out Wait, in a way that what? like is like are they eating each other? And for a second, I thought they were like going to eat each other to death. Um, but they're just like kissing very intensely, passionately and aggressively to the point where I wasn't sure if there was teeth involved. And then she moves down to the stab wound and again is like kissing and also eating it and also kind of tearing it open as he's like screaming, what? but also crying and what? also like caressing her head and like giving her reassuring movements like, yes, yes, this is what, what? I want you to do. And then it cuts to a shot of them naked in that field in Nebraska where they had their conversation earlier and they're just holding each other, looking very in love. And that's the end of the movie. Wow. Wow. I don't want to watch that movie just because I don't want to see that sad, sad ending. <laughs> it's too sad for me. 
Yeah, that's tough. It's it is sad. There are it a is, lot of feelings sad. happening at once: hunger, mm. pain, desire. Pretty messy. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! What an interesting movie. Yeah, it's. I really liked it. I thought it was very beautiful, and I honestly didn't think it was outrageously gory. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen much gorier films. Most of the time it cuts away. It usually gives you like one good look at (laughs) at the thing and then cuts away. It doesn't linger on anything long. You just get like, oh, yep, that's what's happening. (laughs) And then it cuts away. Because it seems like the movie's not really about that so much as that is the thing that... the story is told through. Yeah. If that makes it's like, so they wouldn't be tra- like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. But we're trying to tell you a different story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use that, but not like make the movie about that. Which I mean, why would you, if you've got Timmy, <laughs> we, like we, we, we can go deeper, man. We can do other things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I like that. There are, there are a lot of different, readings of it like it's yeah yeah, a lot of a lot of layers and it could just you know it's about young love and that like uh, deep desire you feel oh and like the torture of it could be about uh, all sorts of things and it just is very well Mm. very well made have you read Mm. um reviews good reviews i want to read other people's takes on it um i think it's gotten pretty good reviews yeah I do really. I uh, it's tough because I I I don't want to see it, but I also do. I think yeah, that's the tricky thing is that there's enough things that you will like that it might make it worth it because I know. specifically because of Tim Timotei. <laughs> I want to see Timmy and Tay, and I want to see their like chemistry, and I want it. He's just so good at. He's just such a good actor, and I just love watching him. And honestly, Mark Rylance is so good in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah he's tell. also a very good tell. actor. I hated him too much for him not to be good, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Kayla, the Kayla hair at the end was a real... That's just, that mean. just mean. Well, that I think cruel. that must be how he found... Yeah, how he found them, because they weren't like... Ooh. Well, I guess before he could smell them. So, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah but how far away... You know, can he smell it? Yeah, true. Oh my God. Wow. Sammy, th- I, one thing's for sure. I would not have been able to, if I will watch this movie and I, I probably will. Had I not heard about it, I would not be able to calm down enough to enjoy it. So, yep. Yep. Now you have helpful. the tools that you need. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, this you. Is helpful. Appreciate mm. you so mm. much. And I think we know what voice we got to do. Oh, I think we know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sammy, you literally have it in the bag. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a three syllable word now. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
Goodbye. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>